Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel, and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Hey, Joel, it's so good to have you on this podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, I'm really loving what you're doing back in uh, KL with your community and uh, how you have really helped them to overcome obstacles and also help them through their life. I love that, man. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun here. A lot of good things happening here. So got a really good community coming together, people Mm -hmm. being established, relationships going deeper. So it's a lot of fun. This is what I want to give my whole life to. All right, that's great. Okay, I'm going to jump right in. Um, Today, I have a question for you. Um, And of course, in relationships, uh, with friends especially, uh, there will come a time where, (laughs) you know, where you want to prove that you are right. But at the same time, (laughs) the other party, they are also right. So it's not like a who's right or who's wrong, but I'm right and you are right situation. And you as a uh, I'll consider you as a community leader, you know, how would you guide someone through that conflict? Oh man, well, first of all, that happens like in every relationship all the time, doesn't it? Little disagreements. So yes, that's right. I guess like if I'm, if I'm talking about friendships, you can see that happening like all the time with friends, you know, little disagreements here and then uh, in, a, in a marriage relationship, like me and my wife, Mm-hmm. both of us always think we're right all the time so <laughs> this is this is something that comes up all the time i i think um look i mean a lot of this i to me the foundation of relationships why we're in relationships why we have friendships mm-hmm. to me is always about this word love um mm-hmm. and love is obviously a, a different concept to different people but for me i understand that as you you're in a relationship because you don't only want to get something from people but you want to yeah. be able to give something to and so if you approach the whole topic of conflict, I think, from love, um, essentially what we're saying is beneath it all, what, the person in that relationship, we're saying you are more important to me mm. than this disagreement. Um, and I think that's always the healthiest foundation when it comes to conflict. So before we talk about who's right, I'm right, do we argue it, do we defend ourselves? I think let's start off from why we're in this relationship in the first place. We're here because you as a person, you're you're the most important thing to me in this whole thing. So if we have disagreement, maybe we even can't come to an agreement, but still, we can still be in relationship in some aspect uh, Mm -hmm. because our foundation was not always built on whether we agree, but it was built on, you know, our value towards each other. So that, that loving foundation, I think that's the best foundation to start with. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm realizing, even in friendships, you know, we're, we're not just bound by being in total agreement with each other all the time. Um, but our relationship is actually defined by love, um, which means being in each other's world um, out of generosity and also to receive something from the other person. I think that's a great foundation to start from. I, I love your value. And you mentioned love. I think it's a very important value in a friendship. But you know how in conflicts, oh man, the emotion is an all-time high. I mean, like you mentioned with your wife, you know, I'm right, you are right in that kind of moment. Um, maybe, you know, you could share a story 
of like how you, you come back to your value of love in a sense? Totally. Well, um, I guess a lot of the time in a marriage relationship then, so with, with, with Emma and myself, um, one thing I guess I'm learning about is we also have different ways of feeling or expressing love from each other. So let's just say, for example, like the disagreement is over whether or not we feel loved by the other person. So are you treating me with respect and with honor and with value? That can look really different to do different people. And so in one sense, both of you are right. If you say, I'm not feeling like I'm your first priority right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much as to whether the action or not wasn't done with good intentions, but it's just how that was perceived by the other person. So I think that's happened with me and Emma so much, so so many times. Like, um, you know, over the years, one of us would be feeling, I guess, pushed to the side or neglected. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was never the other person's intention, but it just happened because the way that we perceive love from the other person. So. I mean, there's a there's a whole world of things you can go into there. You know, the different love languages. Yeah. You know, some people love uh, to receive it from gifts. Some people mm-hmm. love uh, words of affirmation being built up by the other person. Um, some people love acts of service. Some people love spending time with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these different love languages, and so it, a lot of it again is about sitting down with each other and saying, like, what you're saying is valid. I'm listening to what you're saying. I understand there's a point of tension here. And let me try and understand it by putting myself in your shoes. Mm. Um, and let me hear it from your point of view. And not quickly defending, saying, I'm right, you're right. No, but yeah. just saying, okay, I'm, I'm hearing you here. I'm putting aside the differences for a second. And I want to work on this relationship and make it the best it can be. So, yeah, in, in marriage, that comes up all the time, so many times. But I would think that also goes into friendships, too. You know, if people haven't felt valued and um, built up in friendships, I, I think that could also be a cause. Yeah, I, I like how you talk about your best friend, <laughs> your wife. Certainly, and, yeah. But as a community leader and and uh, really leading um, this whole movement in KL uh, called Hope City, um, I'm sure you you have dealt with a couple of people who, you know, at the end of the day, maybe they refuse to forgive they refuse mm. to use love as an anchor to to restore mm. that relationship. How, how would you go about it? Like, how would you encourage them in that situation? Uh, well, yeah, if people, I think if people are refusing to give or refusing to let go, um, perhaps, I mean, forgiveness is the hard topic, I think, because personally for me as a Christian, I believe we can always forgive anyone who's wronged us or anyone who's done something, um, no matter who they are. I don't think that necessarily means that once you've forgiven them, they have to have that same place in your world. So I think you can, after, after forgiving someone, you can then renegotiate how much you're going to trust them and what the boundaries are about what their place will be in your life. So I think that's just an important thing to mention. Forgiveness doesn't always mean that you're there uh, being used or walked wow. over by people who treat you badly. Um, so I think that's important to mention. I think, but when, when people don't, want to maybe restore a relationship to the same extent um i think sometimes it is just because we've got the wrong view about what that relationship is uh if we are lacking something in ourselves maybe we're lacking confidence and being around that friend always gave us confidence or we're lacking a a sense of self-worth but being around that person made us feel more valuable Mm -hmm. then um that's a really damaging place to i guess start a relationship over they they're giving you something to almost make you a little bit more whole than you were before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I guess, yeah, then a lot of the relationships become self-centered. Like, what can you do for me? Uh, how can you make me a stronger, more rounded person? Or how can you add value to my life? Mm-hmm. And so I think when we then go about not restoring a relationship, really, we're looking at it from that point of view. This person can no longer give me the value that I need wow. from them. And so I think, again, come back to that foundation of love. Love is always giving. Love's always believing the best. Love's always trusting. Love is really like an outward posture. It's me towards you. Mm-hmm. So in a friendship, in a relationship, I'm going to receive something good. But a, a lot of our relationships, really, if we start with the foundation, this is about what I can give to them, mm-hmm. how I can make their life better. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm a big believer in like it's more blessed to give than it mm-hmm. is to receive. And so if that's our general posture in life, I think we will want to try as much as we can to restore relationships and to bring friendships back together. Mm-hmm. But I think it is important just talking about community and circles of friends and things. I don't think every friend is necessarily that best friend forever for life. You know, sometimes oh, there's yeah. seasons we walk through where we have a closer friend because of this, or we we have this job and that person becomes a close colleague because of this. But like life is like dynamic it's not static it just keeps moving and evolving and mm-hmm. so i guess yeah every every season i think there's probably different friends who come alongside us for different reasons and we're in their life for different reasons and i think if you put all that together sometimes relationships there isn't always a a need to try and get them back to what they used to be mm-hmm. in the old days um, i think if we take that pressure off and see all relationships a little bit lighter, um, it, it might really help us. I, I, I caught two things. Uh, firstly, is that what is our posture in our friendship? You know, if I am always taking, 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 I think I'm already building the foundation of a relationship from a wrong position. And I like how you use love and in friendships. And I think sometimes personally for myself, I, I overlook this, you know, growing up with, with friends and all. Um, yeah, love doesn't come to my mind in regards to friends, yeah. you know what I mean? If we use love as a transaction, we would really learn to honor our friend. We would learn to give. And I believe that, yeah, if we do so, that, uh, hey, the conflict will be easily managed. Um, but I also like what you say towards the end of it, um, how some friendships... You know, hey, in another sense, it's it's not worth it. Just let let go of it. How, how can someone deal with that? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I think everyone, no one really wants to believe that a friendship is just for a season. Because yeah. it also kind of goes against, you know, like our, our view, our ideal view on friendship and what it should all be about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only saying that because I've been through so many friendships in my life mm-hmm. where I honestly thought at the time this is going to be a friendship that lasts forever there's yeah, no way BFF anyone's going to be able to change this friendship yeah and and you do right i don't think that's a bad perspective to have mm-hmm. um i've just noticed that circumstance and often it is circumstance that's beyond that relationship um changed factors about the way that we used to interact mm-hmm. and for just for whatever reason in this season of life uh, that relationships change. I don't think my love for that person's changed, but the interactions definitely change. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we spend time, the interest that we have. Uh, I think I like a great example for me would be in uh, secondary school. I had some really close friends. Mm-hmm. They were like my crew, my tribe. Like I would 
never uh, spend a single day without chatting to them and checking in. And we know yeah. everything about what's going on in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. And then what we do in England is we move away from secondary school to universities mm -hmm. and they're often in different cities. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, well, there's no way me being in a new city is ever going to change the relationship. You know, mm -hmm. we'll check in, we'll keep, but just, but, but like the circumstance of life just happens yeah. and you find yourself in different locations and different places and, then you're making new friendships and then some of your experiences, but then you're meeting all these new people and you're like, wow, I never realized there's so many great people in the world. And, mm -hmm. and so like my friends from secondary school, I mean, if I was to check in with them now, it would be like, like we're still 14 years old, hanging out, having a, a, a wild time, you know, yeah. and in some sense, nothing's changed, but just life comes and just renegotiates relationships. Then you get married, you know, mm. uh, one day your spouse, if you're not already married, they they become this person in your world which a lot of other stuff revolves around and so again friendships have renegotiated when you come and you have this partnership with your spouse mm -hmm. so i think that happens forever in our whole life and things just change um i think that i think within that though there's probably one or two people in your whole life you know from beginning to end that maybe you're deciding this person has got such a special bond such a special relationship Mm -hmm. our values match the history that we shared together is maybe so yes. rich and i just i don't want to lose that and so you make an extra effort you know with that person to stay connected stay in touch and and again i think those relationships we all need them don't we we need those yeah. those uh anchors those those people in our world who just stay there in season out of season all the way through life they're their voice of wisdom to us you know they help mm -hmm. keep us on the straight and narrow they, they know us deeper than anyone else and they kind of have seen us over time so they can really speak truth into our lives. Mm -hmm. And I would think if you find friends like that, it's worth investing so much, you know, yeah. make sure you connect, make sure you stay in touch. Um, so I've maybe got one or two friends like that that have stayed with me for more than 10, 15 years. Um, apart from that, let's, I think let's just take the pressure off relationships, mm -hmm. be secure enough in ourselves and just see what happens. I, I like how you mentioned like to re renegotiate the relationship. Like a lot of people don't think about it. You know, it comes to different times uh, of their life. And I think um, using that principle, I would say, when you have a conflict with someone, and I think if you have a repeated conflict with a friend again and again, I think it'd be yeah. great to renegotiate that friendship. What do you think? Do you have any thoughts about that? Totally, yeah. Well, if you're not a confrontational person, uh, sometimes what we do is we just stay in relationships that are bad for us. And we never tell that person that they're causing us harm or pain, you know, so it, I'm, myself, I'm not that confrontational. So I've been in relationships before where it's just kept on messing me up or spinning me mm. out emotionally. And I've stayed there because I've never wanted to dive in and, and tackle something, you know, so when they say sorry, or when you know, they forgive, it's kind of like, okay, let's just move on. Yeah. But then the same thing happens over and over again. So I think I'd say if you recognize you're that person, you're not confrontational, you just got to realize that maybe a, a negative effect of that might be that you get caught in relationships for a long time that do in some ways just keep on abusing their hold or their power over you. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say for that, it's probably really important before you decide just to walk away from that relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it's important to try and have the courage to really try and define to that person lovingly but truthfully uh, what it is about their behavior or the way that they do things that keeps on 
making you spin out. Um, and that might be a shock to the other person. You know, they might not have ever realized it, especially if you're quite a peaceful person, you're a bit of a peacemaker, you're quick mm -hmm. to resolve things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That might come as a real shock to the other person. Wow, no way. I didn't realize I was doing that. But that one moment of truth is going to help that person, I guess, like take the yeah. blindfold off and totally. see something in themselves. I think if you've tried that and change doesn't happen over a period of time, um, I think there is yeah great means there to just renegotiate some boundaries how how much involvement you have in their life mm. um you know i think like uh i think that comes back to your value that you have in yourself you know like i'm i am i'm worthy enough to have some great friends in my life you know and i, I don't necessarily need the people that i've got right now that takes quite a lot of confidence to say yeah that's right um but if you if you can have that kind of self-esteem you know you know i i do have a great life ahead of me a great future ahead of me and i'm not going to keep on getting pushed around just that sense of self-confidence you know I'm, I'm made for more than this mm. will enable you that 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 kind of confidence will enable you to go out there and yeah. find some new people to hang around um and that might mean for a season you open yourself up to a little bit of loneliness mm -hmm. because maybe the friends who rushed in to help you then they might not be there in the same level but I think yeah. it always pays off, you know, and um, I, as a Christian, I'm always believing as well that there are great relationships out there that are almost a little bit divine, like they're, they're a little bit higher than just human relationships. And there's people in my world who are made for this time or this season. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just always on the lookout thinking that there are great people out there who can help me in this. Um, but of course, the foundation of relationships has to stay loving, have to stay there giving, mm -hmm. generous it's all about them than it is about me. But sometimes we do need to renegotiate those friendships. Wow. Renegotiate those boundaries. Yeah. I think that would really help a lot of listeners um, on this podcast. And it's, it's pretty amazing how you mentioned about like, you're a person that, uh, uh, that is not confrontational. You know, yeah. uh, I would assume that because of uh, your upbringing and you're from the UK, that you would be, you know, it'd be easy for you to be confrontational with people. But thank you for sharing something that's personal from your side to that. Because uh, I know that, that like, in, like in Asia, at least for us Malaysians, we, we are not confrontational, you know. It takes yeah, a lot yeah. from us to do so. But back again to, uh, I, I like how we talk about the values of love, you know to renegotiate some of the boundaries and to also understand where we are at. And again, also the, uh, not to rush, rush into friendships, you know, just because uh, that you're in that moment of uh, what, what could be loneliness, but it's not, you know, it's just a moment to discover yourself. Let's just say a regular person that you're handling in your community and they come to you for help. Um, what other advice would you give to them, you know, um, you know that love could be one of the things, but you know that it could be salvage in a sense. How could you help them to really resolve the conflict? Oh, totally. Well, um, I'm finding more than ever, maybe this is our whole generation, but we just, we really struggle to listen uh, without defending and without getting, uh, I guess, uptight and aggressive. Um, and I think actually trying to listen, I, what, what I said about putting yourself in someone else's shoes, it's a little mm -hmm. bit about that. But before we can do that, we have to really say to the person that we're in conflict with, that friend, that, that wife, that spouse, that husband, whoever it is, like, help me understand 
what it is from your perspective that is creating this conflict. I think that really is the first step. If we want to salvage a relationship or we want to salvage a friendship, it's really, it really has to start with listening and not listening in the sense, well, I'll, I'll just give you two minutes so that I can then spout off my two minutes. But, mm-hmm. but re- like really listening, really trying to seek understanding. Um, I think that is, is amazing for your own personal growth when you're able to sit there without defending and just say, wow, I didn't realize I came across like that or I didn't realize that upset you. But it's also just really good to help that other person feel like there is hope for this relationship because I'm being listened to. It's one of the most beautiful human things when someone listens and not just like by not talking, but they give you their their eye contact. They give you their attention. You know, they give you everything of themselves for seconds. Just say, I'm I'm here just to understand, you know, I want to, I want to hear. So I think, I think listening has become a bit of a lost art and for, for a lot of people in, in our, in our church community, a lot of my friendships, a lot of the relationships I've been negotiating, I've noticed in the last few years, how much the conflict just begins to melt away the moment that we say, okay, talk to me, I'm listening, tell me how it wow. is from your perspective. Uh, and maybe some of the misunderstandings that are around that are resolved almost instantly just because we let our guard down. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, if there's, I think if there's one thing I think we've lost the ability to do it is just to really listen um especially looking in work relationships where there's any sense of position someone's technically a more authority than the other person mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're a boss or you're leading someone or you're a team leader um i think those relationships are almost even harder to listen because as the leader you know you want to almost be seen as always doing the right thing yes so sitting down and listening to someone and letting them tell you you did a bad job or you did a difficult thing that's the hardest thing to do ever yeah. it takes security and humility but i don't think people will really look to you with any sort of respect Mm. until they see you as a person who has your heart wide open you know tell me what happened here on even on an emotional level tell me your story tell me how that felt tell me how that came across um and i think there's something so beautifully healing about listening that just brings people back together again i like how when we use love as the anchor as a position or really the lens, if we use love as a lens, I would say, mm. that's where we begin to learn to listen. Because if yeah, we have a position right. of love, we, we won't take the effort, we won't take the extra, we won't go the extra mile to listen to someone. Yeah. And I think when we learn to listen, that's where hope begins again. Yeah, right. Man, I learned so much. Thank you so much for that. Before we end that's this it. podcast, is there anything else like to add on? Oh, I just, I think um, if you've been hurt by relationships or friendships or even, I don't know, girlfriends, boyfriends, spouses, um, and you're just looking back and just saying, is it even worth the effort? Like, should I spend the rest of my life guarded, you know, never let myself get close to people again? I would just encourage those people to give this another shot because relationships are so vital, so crucial to our soul and our health and just having a really fulfilling life. So, you know, we do go through seasons where we feel burnt or we feel like people have abused us or taken us for granted. And so we do put up the walls of protection, but we just can't stay there for long. We have to let those walls down again and try and trust again, try and believe again, try and love again. Um, And so I would just encourage anyone out there, just seek some healing, um, seek some new relationships perhaps who can just help you with that. You don't have to dive into every friendship the same way you did, 
maybe learn something from the ways that your boundaries were slightly too loose or you didn't handle conflict well, but go back into relationships again, just with more resolve, uh, more determination to make friendships and relationships work well for you because ultimately that will give you the best life you've ever had. Great relationships with people. I've learned so much about friendships today. Thank you so much, Joe. Good, man. No problem. Great talking to you. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.